Welcome to More Than a Crown 2.0. As I settle into Postmas USA life in Dallas, I'm going to chat with you about faith, identity, relationships, and of course, how we're all more than our biggest failures and our greatest successes. You're going to hear from myself and Connor, as well as fellow boss babes. So subscribe, like, and download. Follow along on our Instagram at the More Than a Crown podcast, and let's tackle this next season together. Hey girl, are you in the midst of a hard time you never thought would happen? I promise you, God has a purpose for your present pain. I'll say it again. God has a purposeful plan for your present pain. He is going to use this pain and misunderstanding for His greater purpose. We just have to be open to it. I have very much let shame and regret and fear silence me over the last three-ish years which is why you haven't heard from me in this last year on More Than a Crown. But you know what? Some of our most powerful revelations come from our darkest seasons. And I am a testament of that. This last year, I fell into a dark season where I didn't feel like I could come on here and motivate and encourage and inspire y'all because I didn't feel worthy. And I didn't feel motivated myself. So who would I have been to be a fraud to come on here and try to motivate you? So I took the time that I needed. And now I am just so excited to be back. You all know that my messaging is centered around we are more than our greatest successes and our worst mistakes. Well, the mistake I think of when I say this line every single time is what happened in Thailand at Miss Universe back in 2018. So I've decided to start off this More Than a Crown 2.0 podcast by talking about just that. Because even though this is going to be super hard for me and just planning it and thinking about it and praying through talking about it was hard for me, I know that oftentimes hateful voices can drown out positive voices. But I've decided that those risks are definitely outweighed by the potential reward of knowing that this process is going to be therapeutic for me and knowing that it could somehow potentially impact your walk in your journey in a positive way. So, all right, I'm going to go ahead and open in prayer um, because I can't do this alone. So join me. Hey, God, please fill my words with your voice. I pray for the listeners to have open minds and forgiving hearts. Give me the strength to release the chains of shame and share my story because, God, I know you can redeem all things. Lord, just like Paul wrote in 2 Timothy from the depth of prison, enabled me to stop waiting for someone to save me, but rather focus on how I can help others free themselves from their chains. Things don't have to be perfectly healed for you to use them. So God, use me, use this story, use my life to share your love and grace. God, you are so good. We thank you for your salvation. We thank you for your redemption and healing. Amen. First and foremost, I just want to say that this episode is in no way intended to clear my name. This is more so for myself than anything. I know this is going to be really therapeutic. And I just truly need to talk through this in order to move forward by sharing my heart and innermost intentions. And so I hope you can enjoy the listen and that it can be inspiring in your walk in some way. 
I also want to acknowledge that it's definitely still difficult for me to not come across as defensive when I share this story because my intention did not match the perception. And right now, if you have no idea what I'm talking about, you're thinking, what in the world, Sarah Rose? You're really making something a big deal right now. Um, or for those of you who are along for the ride and are familiar with what happened, you, you're probably feeling those emotions right alongside me. So when it came to planning this and really bringing back more than a crown 2.0, I sorted through, okay, if I'm going to share the drama, do I get into the nitty gritty? Do I tell the full story <laughs> or not? But you know what? I, at the end of the day, realized I really don't want you to just go to Google and Google it. And so I, if I just keep alluding to the topic, I know you're going to Google it. And heck, some of you might Google it anyway. But I plead you <laughs> to hear my side of the story, um, which is which is what I'm about to share. So uh, that's why I've decided to full-on share the full story is because most of you are going to want it anyway, and I'd rather you hear it straight from my mouth rather than the headlines and snippets of videos. So back in 2018, I was at Miss Universe as Miss USA. First of all, I need to sit on that for a second because that is, pardon me, so badass, truly, that I – not only competed at Miss Universe, but was Miss USA. That is just still so surreal to me. I never even dreamed of becoming Miss USA. That was never a dream I had spoken into reality because I didn't even know that it was possible, right? It had been one of my dreams to compete at Miss USA as Nebraska, but I had never even dreamt of becoming Miss USA. So all in all, my experience at Miss Universe was just that of joy. I was in awe of the pageant culture in Southeast Asia. I was enthralled by the culture in Thailand. I loved getting to leave our hotel that we were at and see pageant fans and learn about the culture and learn about the 95 women that I was competing with. And I stress that I was competing with them not against them. And that's one thing I'm sure non-pageant listeners are like, oh, that's an interesting perspective. Aren't pageants super competitive and cutthroat and catty? Truly, no. I had had a 12 out of 10 experience at Miss Universe until everything blew up. So I one, one fun fact I don't speak about too broadly is I had actually peed my pants laughing so hard with Miss Japan, Yumi. She is just such a character and has the most off-the-wall life stories to share and loves to make people laugh, and she's great at it. So that was one example of my amazing time, and my roommate, Gigi, was Miss Ireland, and we have just such fond memories. She was invited to my wedding and Miss Great Britain. I'm I'm just so grateful for the friendships and truly the sisterhood that came out of Miss Universe. And then about a week into being in Thailand, oh, maybe a week and a half, it was on a Tuesday. We were in rehearsals for the live telecast because, trust me, you guys, you have to rehearse, rehearse, rehearse because you, it is a live telecast. And so you're in these rehearsals for hours and 
learning all the different paths and learning the walking and where to go and how to exit. And it's really, it's really cool to think of behind the scenes. But during a break at a rehearsal on a Tuesday in Thailand, we were on an Instagram live on my friend Valeria. She was Miss Columbia at the time, her Instagram. And this was back when Instagram lives only stuck around for 24 hours. I don't even think you had the option of downloading them on your phone and saving them. Um, You could screen record, which is what happened. But we were doing this Instagram Live, and somebody commented the question, how do you feel about Miss Vietnam? And being USA, I stand closely to Hen Ye, Miss Vietnam, in line all the time. And so I just spoke so genuinely from my heart about how much I adore her and how I think she's awesome. But then I also went in to share about how she was only one of two, two women out of 95 that did not speak the same language as anyone else at Miss Universe. We were in Thailand where the predominant language is Thai. And then with the Miss Universe organization being based in the U.S., the predominant language was English. And I shared during the live that Miss Brazil, for example, only spoke Portuguese, but her roommate, Miss Angola, translated for her. And that was, of course, one thing that was not shared. So what happened was I gave the two examples of the two women, Miss Vietnam and Miss Cambodia, and I shared how they were both responding to that impossible situation in different ways. And I shared how both were really courageous and that I could not imagine being in a foreign country surrounded by multiple languages, none of which I understood. I don't think I could truly do it. Personally, if you know me and if you followed me for a while, you know that I can just talk, 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 talk. So I had shared an example of how I had been speaking to Hen Ye. And then I came to notice that a minute into the conversation, she didn't understand what I was saying, but she's just as sweet as can be and was just going to let me go on and was smiling. And I shared how Miss Cambodia, on the other hand, will, will let you know right away that she doesn't understand. And what happened was 24 hours later after this video was gone, um, little clips of it were shared on a pageant fan page. And this was on a Wednesday. And the clips were clips of Vietnam doesn't speak any English, a clip of me saying poor Cambodia, which I meant in a genuine way of poor Cambodia, like empathy, sympathy, Cambodia, I can't imagine. But it was portrayed and therefore perceived as me being sarcastic, which was in no way my intention. And then to make matters even worse, it was translated into Khmer, the native language in Cambodia, to mean lowly poor, as in economically poor. And if you know anything about Cambodia, you know that they have had a genocide in our, our family's lifetime, my parents' lifetime. And so it was just truly devastating and a mess. And I brought it to the Miss Universe organization management team. I said, you guys, I'm getting tagged in this stuff on these pageant fan pages on Instagram. This is, is not not at all what I had intended. This live is being misconstrued. What do I do? And they brought me in and they said, you know what, Sarah Rose, we'd seen this. We'd seen these videos. We'd seen these posts before you even brought it to us. And we didn't come to you because we know your heart and we know that the way it's being portrayed wasn't your intent. 
And so we weren't going to do anything about it because there's nothing to do. You didn't mean any malice, so you don't need to apologize, et cetera, et cetera. This is what I was being told on that Wednesday by my management team, who I do trust and I'm really grateful for, and I trusted then. And they said, it will all just blow over. And then the next day, Thursday morning, I had my biggest interview of my entire life, the interview for Miss Universe. And I woke up that morning. Um, wow, you can st- you can tell it still affects my demeanor. Um, I woke up that morning and I was the headline on CNN, the South China Post, E! News, um, internationally too. Like I mentioned the South China Post, of course it was everywhere in Thailand and it was just awful. I was being compared to Trump in really negative ways. Um, I was being called a xenophobe, xenophobic, racist, and just things that broke my heart. And what hurt the most was thinking that even just for a second, that any of those women, Cambodia and Vietnam, that they might believe those headlines or think that of me. And so I was just broken. I wasn't able to speak to my family. I wasn't able to run to my management team. I had to put my phone down and go to this interview. And then after the interview, I let myself read some of these articles and open some of the texts that I'd been receiving from family and friends back home in the U.S. and in Thailand and read what what was being said. And it was awful. I had my I had a panic attack in Thailand and I wasn't really able to catch my breath and breathe and I I was sobbing and all I wanted to do was make sure that Henye and and Nat knew that what was being said wasn't my intention and wasn't my truth of my heart. And so I obviously went to went to my management team and they're trying to put on this whole production of Miss Universe. So I'm the, <laughs> the least of their worries, but they did know that it was very serious, especially for me. And they sat me down and they said, all right, we don't think you should respond, but we are going to get translators here ASAP so that you have the opportunity to sit down with these women. And when that happened, Hen Ye, Vietnam, just hugged me right away before I could even say anything, before anything was translated. She she definitely has the gift of discernment and is just such a bomb boss babe. I'm obsessed with her. If you don't already follow Henye, you have to. I am one of her biggest fans. She's like Beyonce in Vietnam. She's so stinking cool and deserves every moment of success that she's having. But she hugged me right away and said, no, sorry. Like, you don't need to be sorry. And Miss Cambodia, she was just so tearful. And once we had the opportunity to have the translator explain what was said and the intention versus the translation and everything. She released a statement as well, asking people to forgive and understand the intention. And I'm just so grateful for those two women and knowing that, and for the organization that provided the translators at that opportunity to make that situation right and rectify the situation right then and there with those women. So after those conversations were had, I did put out an Instagram post apologizing to anyone that was hurt by the words that I said. And looking back and seeing the clips, I realized like, oh, dang it, Sarah Rose, my my demeanor and my tone was too happy. I was just so darn excited to be at Miss Universe. And I was, we were in a rehearsal. It wasn't 
my tone was not appropriate and did not match the conversation being had. And so when it was clipped up, it, it is easily perceived in a negative way. You can, you can see malice if that's what you're looking for. And so after we had those conversations and they understood, I ended up actually having a lot of support from Vietnam and Cambodia, but I still continued to receive a lot of hate online. And so did my family. And I do not make excuses for my words, especially for the tone and the fact that they did cause hurt. That was never my intention and it still breaks me. But, you know, at the end of the day, we're all imperfect and we all mess up our words. And my experience was just simply under an international microscope. I mean, I was at Miss Universe, one of the biggest, I mean, it's like the Olympics for pageantry, truly. And so it was really hard. And James 3 shares the fact that imperfect people stumble in many ways. And although the tongue may be but small, it can make a huge difference and a huge impact for for evil. And just like a forest fire can be set ablaze by a just a small fire, regardless of the intent. For example, a small cigarette butt can be dropped accidentally and start a full forest fire that leads to destruction, endless destruction for miles and miles. And that is honestly what I felt like happened there in Thailand. I felt like my couple words that were shared internationally sparked a fire and it sparked fast and it spread fast and it was hot and it was heavy and the flames were very real. And one thing that was really difficult from my side of things after the conversations with Henye and Nat happened was the continued hate on social. I tried to ignore it as much as possible. Um, We did utilize comment controls on Instagram, which was nice and helpful. But at the end of the day, words do hurt, especially when they're not only directed at you, but also directed at your family and friends. And some of the things that people said, I truly don't believe deserve to be said to anyone. So for example, heaven forbid someone were to intentionally murder someone. I still do not believe that that person or their family, especially their family, deserves to be told the types of things that my family were told, like, go die for raising a daughter like that, hang yourself, I hope you die, kill yourself, the life will be better after you're hanged. Um, One thing that will come as a surprise is my big brother, my only brother, I love you, Scott, received threats via mail to his workplace back home in Nebraska which is just so, so sad. And I still, to this day, continue to receive comments like, we haven't forgotten or we'll never let you forget. Don't think we've forgotten. Hashtag never forget. And I just want to assure everyone that I will never forget the horror of becoming known as an international racist overnight for the clips of a video that misconstrued my intention. I will never forget the things that my family and friends were told like this. And I will never forget the way I felt thinking that even just for a moment, the women involved may believe those headlines. So although we will never forget, we can forgive. And I think that's so important. And not only forgive, but we can grow and we can learn from these mistakes and and move on to the best of our ability. And these lingering thoughts and feelings have been heavy on my heart, whether I realized it or not, being known as an international racist was the furthest thing from the truth of my heart. And that really hardened me. Like 
having something like that happen to you overnight on an international level that is so far from your your truth can harden you. And so when Connor and I up and moved to Nebraska during the height of COVID to stay there instead of in New York City, it forced me to stop going a million miles an hour like I did as Miss USA and like I did after Miss USA planning our wedding and then like I did after our wedding in that newlywed season living in New York City. It forced me not only to slow down and go 50 miles an hour, but to truly go like zero for the first time since all of this happened in Thailand back in December of 2018. And what happened was I just stopped my podcast and I left all of you hanging because it was the first time in my life that I faced it. Um, And it was heavy. It is still heavy. I've had to deal with the issues at the heart level, not just on the surface, like I had to back in 2018 in order to return to New York City and to my duties as Miss USA, I had to focus and use comment controls on Instagram and just trust my identity and the Lord, and which I do now, but I never really sorted through the depths of that, honestly, trauma for me, um, the panic attacks and everything that stemmed from it. So This last year was an opportunity for me to acknowledge it and heal and now share in hopes of helping you and in in hopes of helping others. So with all of that said, we're more than our mistakes and we can do hard things with God. With God, through God, we can do hard things. So I hope this helps you to stop resisting, stop procrastinating a task or stop procrastinating grieving and facing that trauma Stop procrastinating, quitting that job, or even just having that conversation that you know is going to be really stinking hard and just fully surrender. I've definitely been putting this podcast off. I have been thinking about doing it. I've been contemplating, praying, seeking counsel about talking about this, weighing the pros and the cons, the risks and the rewards, discussing the potential backlash that could come of it, sweating over potentially saying the wrong thing again or in the wrong tone. But you know what? At the end of the day, I realized I can't put it off anymore. It's on my heart to share. And I know that with that, God will use that pain for a purpose. And maybe that's through this podcast episode. Maybe it's through what this will lead to. Maybe it's through one line that I've said in these 30 minutes that hit home for you. Whatever it is, I'm trusting that He's going to use it. And so Don't procrastinate anymore. Stop putting it off, whatever that it is for you. Because when you're on the other side, like I am right now as we speak, you'll be so free of that heaviness that's been weighing you down. And man, does that feel so good. And you deserve it. I deserve it. We deserve it. Nobody deserves to be weighed down by a mistake in the past, whether you intended it or not. And you, we, are more than our mistakes. We're more than our greatest failures. And more than the hard things that we don't want to do. So I'm I'm so, so grateful for you. And thank you for listening. Thank you for allowing me this opportunity and this platform to dive through this. Should you have any questions, please feel free to DM me at our More Than a Crown podcast Instagram or email me at bookings at com. I'm more than open to chatting with you and going forward. I do feel passionate about sharing an episode coming up about accountability culture versus cancel culture. 
So be on the lookout for that. But otherwise, we're going to have lots of boss babes on this season because I know they've inspired me and they're going to inspire you as well. So tune in, subscribe, follow us on Instagram, and you are loved.